here and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning um, our Prime Minister is back in the country she's Prime Minister of. So, are we going to see some action? Uh, what's happening with the Christchurch Cathedral rebuild? But first up, uh, Richard Arnold on the two mass shootings in just 13 hours. Richard Arnold, good morning. Morning, Mike. Where do you start? How much will this country tolerate? Two mass shootings in less than 24 hours. The El Paso, Texas shootings with 20 people killed, 26 others wounded. Now the shootings in Dayton in Ohio. Nine people murdered, 26 others injured. This year there have been more mass shootings than days. 251 mass shootings after 216 days. Those 251 mass killings this year include five high-profile shootings in the past eight days in which... More than 100 people were killed. How much will this country tolerate? In El Paso, the 21-year-old accused shooter had said he wanted to kill as many Mexicans as possible. He had posted white supremacist rants and talked about preserving European identity or whatever. He even quoted the Christchurch mosque shooter. The Texas Governor Greg Abbott was asked today if the extreme politics of our time has anything to do with any of this. He says... I think we need to focus more on memorials. It's that kind of weak response and avoidance that has become typical. 94% of Americans want compulsory background checks for gun buyers. Two-thirds of Americans support banning assault-style weapons, which were used in both of the latest rampages. There isn't 94% backing for almost anything here. And yet the politicians do nothing, nothing. They are paid off. Is that democracy? As to the shootings, it's the all-too-familiar pattern. We hear the gunfire, that's from Ohio this morning. We hear the panic and the horror. Most of us can't get to our cars because there were bodies scattered all over uh, across the street from our cars. Again, Ohio this morning. We hear the victims' families and then of maybe some lucky escapes and perhaps uh, acts of courage along the way. It took him a couple of seconds for him to raise his gun to aim towards me directly. So I had enough time to um, duck down with the person next to me. That from Texas yesterday, President Trump has tweeted praise for first responders who it seems uh, killed the 24-year-old shooter in Dayton. Then he tweets, quote, God be with you all. Beto O'Rourke, who is from El Paso, he's their former congressman, was asked. Does any of this fall at the feet of President Donald Trump and his uh, rhetoric that's been growing over the last couple of weeks and his uh, alleged racist tweets and other rhetoric? Yes. We've had a rise in hate crimes every single one of the last three years during an administration where you have a president who's called Mexicans rapists and criminals. Another Democrat running for the White House and given little chance is Marianne Williamson, who says... It is an emergency. Everybody knows it. And now it's up to the American people whether or not we will rise to the occasion. Again, how much will this country... Tolerate. Good on you, Richard. Appreciate it very much. We'll see you Wednesday. I mean, I think Richard has summed it up beautifully there. And to really emphasise the point, uh, Mike's looked at some numbers and they're disturbing numbers. The claim was made by Richard Arnold earlier on. Uh, the fact's been floating around over the weekend, as they always are when you get a mass shooting or two of this particular order, that there are now more mass shootings in America than there have been days this year. And so I went and looked that up, and I'm not going to give you the whole year so far because it would take too long. So I've just picked a couple of months, first two months of the year. Are you ready? These are the dates in which there were mass shootings in America for January and February. January 1. January 1. That's two. 
individual mass shootings on the same day. January 2, January 3, January 4, January 4, January 4. January 6, January 13, January 15, January 16, January 16 again. January 17, January 19, January 19. January 19, January 19, January 19. Can you believe that? January 20, 23, 24, 24, 26, 26, 26, 26, 27, 28. February 1, 3, 4, 4, 5, 6, 6, 9, 11, 14, 15, 16, 17, 17, 17, 18, 20, 21, 21, 21, 22, 28. Unbelievable. Okay, let's uh, leave that for one side for now. And um, we'll talk about uh, our Prime Minister back in the country, back here in New Zealand. The thing she's in charge of. Is she actually going to do anything this week? Now, the rumours are rife that our Prime Minister is actually in the country this week and looking to attend to domestic matters. So she's got a bit on a plate, and because that plate is getting more and more full, what you're seeing increasingly is the sad reality that a reputation has been formed and is starting to cement in place, and that is of a leader that isn't exactly hands-on or across the brief or decisive or omnipresent. This is a government that's drifting, basically. As Matthew Hooten so eloquently put it on Friday in the Herald, she appears more interested in what the editor of The Guardian thinks than anyone locally. Uh, My sister who lives in Rome and is here currently, informs me of what we already understand post-Christchurch, Adurn is globally seen as spectacular. An Obama-esque figure who in a crisis responded brilliantly, connected magnificently and got an international reputation as a result. Hence, we have Vogue and Meghan Markle. What we also have is the cold hard reality that no one internationally votes and spending a week in Rarotonga and a couple of days in Australia and another week on atolls hasn't proved in the least bit to be popular at all here. The part-time PM, who loves nothing more than to talk, consult, Yak, discuss, whiteboard, blue sky, anything but actually make a decision, is now facing a real issue with the public. Her personal popularity, as you saw on that poll, significantly down. Uh, the gloss is wearing thin, if not off. Some things she might like to actually address. The land occupation she's insisted on involving herself in, in spite of her saying over and over again it's got nothing to do with the government. The public housing crisis, numbers last week setting another record. The DHB debt, as of last week, blown out to hundreds of millions of dollars. The baby-snatching allegations and the department under siege. Last week, confidence survey numbers still falling, business at decade-long lows. The job seeker benefit numbers two weeks ago, back once again at record numbers. Where's the Kiwi Build reset? Where is the National Cancer Agency they promised and yet were beaten to by National last week? Two years in, why is so little actually being done? And given that, isn't three weeks out of four out of the country having told me she's well aware people don't like her being out of the country, hence she didn't do a thing about D-Day, isn't it just about time a few things get ticked off? Reputations, you know, they are hard won, but easily damaged. She's damaging hers. She only has so much goodwill. She only has so much fairy dust. And with a year to the vote, can you believe it? A year to the vote, increasing numbers of voters start to tune in, they start to pay attention, and they start to expect results. Results get votes. She might want to actually look at a few things in the old intro. And while we're waiting for the government to do something, uh, we've been waiting a long time for them to decide what's going to happen with the Christchurch Cathedral rebuild. There's not going to be a rebuild, just a build. Very sad to hear about the cathedral in Christchurch. I fully understand the decision. If you're not up on it, it was announced late last night. I personally think uh, it's the most was the most beautiful building in Christchurch. If you've ever been to the cathedral absolutely glorious looking building architecturally speaking 
Uh, and they've decided, the bishop, Paul Martin's decided that it was simply too expensive. So you can fully understand. He, he wants a new one. And the question around a new one is, what's it look like? $40 million, and he wants it something closer to the city centre. It wasn't that far out from the city centre, for goodness sake. Uh, anyway, to restore the whole thing properly was upwards of maybe $150 million. So for 40, you can understand, you know, there's a rationale behind it. But, uh, geez, when you got... And there was an article I was reading somewhere over the weekend. didn't apply to Christchurch. I think it might, I think it might have applied to the whole country. We were losing our heritage buildings. Uh, and we are. It's true. It's it's cheaper to rebuild. It's cheaper to bowl. It's easier to bowl. The Resource Management Act is too complex. And so we're, we're just getting them to become a whole nation of, you know, just, you know, put a batten and board, stick a bit of wrought iron on the roof. That'll do. No worries. Then it'll leak. Then don't, we'll f- don't rule out tilt slab. <laughs> bit tilt slab. Then it'll leak. Then we'll hire the lawyers. Then we'll put the scaffolding up. Then we'll wrap it in plastic. Glorious stuff. Or alternatively, you could just spend no money on a building where people gather to discuss imaginary people in the sky. Just throwing that out there. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that's a controversial ending to the rewrap for Monday. I'll try and keep it less controversial tomorrow. See you then. Listener.